Hey, and just a quick reminder that the audio-only versions of these Vital MX interviews are available on the Vital MX podcast page. Search for it anywhere you get your pods and let your friends know about it. All right, guys, I'm back with another episode of Moto Moms. For this episode, I have the mother of Austin Forkner, Miss Julie Forkner online. How you doing, Julie? I'm great. It's a beautiful day here, and it's it's... I'm excited to be doing this with you. Yeah, it's been a while since we've had a chance to talk, and uh, so it's, I'm glad to get into this. Uh, well, you know, you were the first professional moto mom I ever met. Really? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. 2017. <laughs> well, I, I don't know how professional of a moto mom I am, but I do have a son that is a professional. <laughs> well, that's what I meant, basically. Yeah, 2017 Thunder Valley Press Day. That was when I met you, and that was my first uh-huh. race as media, quote unquote. So, yeah, I met you that day, and you were pacing back and forth, and I found that entertaining, yep. and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But let's let's get to know you just a little bit first. So, where oh. did you grow up? Um, I grew up in the country in a little, um, our town's called Nevada, Missouri, and I grew up in the country on a dairy farm. We milked um, Holstein dairy cattle, and um, then when I was probably 16, 17, my dad sold the dairy farm and started raising beef cattle. So, basically, I just grew up as a country girl in the middle of nowhere we have a walmart uh dairy queen a sonic but that's about it that's all you need is a dairy queen if you can get a country basket you're good and a blizzard yeah you're good to go um so were you competitive as a child did you compete in any sports uh yeah i'd say probably i was pretty competitive i um ran track in uh, junior high and high school like the 50 100 200 i high jumped i think um, I played basketball in high school. I um, competed in gymnastics. And of course, I grew up um, doing 4-H and FFA um, at livestock, um, livestock shows, showing cattle. And then we had horses. So um, I, I uh, loved showing horses and barrel racing. And um, that was my favorite thing to do. Um, that was just you, your horse, and uh, clock. And so I loved right, running rodeos and jackpots and things like that. And I even do- did it into my um, adult, like even when I had Austin, I was mm. still um, rodeoing. But I sold my two horses, my truck, my trailer, and invested in his career when he needed another wow. bike. So yeah. I guess that's the way that went. <laughs> so yeah, you can relate then to the sport of motocross a little bit, I'm sure, because I've been told that going to the rodeo is, is somewhat similar to going to amateur races where, you know, all the people are lined up with their motorhomes and it's very family oriented and it, it, there's some similarities. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, um, yeah, I think you just know competitive competitiveness. Um, maybe I was a little bit too competitive sometimes, but um, yeah. But I I kind of got the whole idea. And and you know, um, my dad when I was just when I was little, my dad raced um, cars. So I spent like the majority of the car Nevada Speedway um, season watching my dad race race cars so that was really cool so so i knew a little bit about racing nothing about motocross or super 
supercross or even racing motorcycles. So when did you learn about um, that? How did that come into your life? Well, I started seeing Mike um, probably when he was around 30 and he bought a bike and I started kind of going with him to just some local races. There was one in Kansas City called KCIR and he went up there and raced with some buddies and, you know, I thought, man, that looks kind of fun and kind of thrilling. And then I saw some people get all off in an ambulance and I decided and maybe a little bit dangerous. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but that's, that's kind of how I got, um, to know a little bit more uh, about motocross for sure. So were injuries similar to motocross prevalent in rodeo? Obviously, oh, yeah. obviously bull riding, but I mean like yeah. barrel racing also. Oh yeah, I mean, I have I've had three broken arms from horses that mm. have bucked me off, or um, other horses that were out of control that ran into me, um, and obviously, you know, bull riding and all that kind of stuff is, you know, definitely dangerous. Mm-hmm. So, but still, you know, it's it's still that motocross is still fun. It looks exciting and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. What, how, if you don't mind me asking, how old were you when Austin was, uh, born? Um, 38. So as you, once you find out it's a boy, is Mike like, oh, we, we're going to get him a dirt bike. He's going to, he's going to ride or did that come later? Um, definitely not. Okay. <laughs> in fact, um, I had him in boots and a cowboy hat and <laughs> chaps, uh, cooling off my barrel horses and riding in the saddle with me. I think from the time he was born, I started him riding. I thought, yeah, he's going to head down that road. But, um, yeah, no, you know, he, he started obviously when he was little, he went to the races, um, with me and Mike and he about three years old, he was like, I want to ride motorcycles. Mm. And I was like, Oh, okay, that's cute. And <laughs> there was a little old PW that was kind of tore up in their shop and Mike put it together for him. And he started riding it and he fell over when he was probably four and the throttle got stuck and it burned his arm. And then he really didn't want to have anything to do with him for a while. <laughs> but eventually he said, yeah, I think I want to get back on a bike. And so, and it, you know, we're, I was like, that's cute when they're little. They're so tiny. And they, <laughs> right. they look so cute out there. Yeah. But knowing you, the mama bear that you are, you had to be pretty nervous fairly quickly. I'm sure it wasn't easy. No. Um, I think, you know, obviously, I I had seen a lot of kids get hurt. And it took me a long time to have another child after I had my daughter. So I guess I, I thought I would wrap him in bubble wrap and um, just keep him safe for the rest of his life. And little did I know, God had a different plan because he was probably laughing at me saying, yeah, we'll see about that. We, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll show you about nervous and, yeah. and safety and all that kind of stuff. Because, um, you know, I, I started out when he was little watching him i watched every move he made i went to every race i never took my eye off of him the entire track and you know probably people say you know moms don't know always a lot about the sport but man i can tell you that i i know every every bobble he made every pass he made he would come off the track sometimes and say 
did you see me pass so-and-so? Did you see me jump that double? And, and I'd be like, yep, I saw it all. So, um, I don't know how the nerves, the older he got and, you know, he started going down more and then he, he had a couple bad concussions when he was just little. Mm. And, um, I guess that's, Oh, I don't know how the nerves started coming into play a little more. Yeah, so I want to uh, step away from the nerves for just a second because you were talking about how closely you watched him. And the first one of these I did was with Jeannie Carmichael, who helped train her son. So I wonder, did you ever see things while watching him that you were like, oh, you should have done this or you know, your tech? Did you ever get into the technique of it at all with him and kind of give him advice or was it? No. no? Okay. Never. Okay. Like I didn't, I didn't feel like I was, uh, I didn't feel like I knew enough about it. Like, like with my daughter on a horse, mm-hmm. I would tell her, you know, you need to do this or this because I'd been there and I, I'd done it. But motorcycles, no, I had no idea what all I could, you know, I could just watch him and I could see when he got out of control or when he made a mistake or when he did all, you know, the right things. But as far as giving him advice, never entered my mind. (laughs) Okay. Uh, so the nerves, as I was saying, when I met you, I saw, I, I didn't even realize, I didn't know who you were at the time, but I just saw a woman that was walking in the infield of the track, a, a thousand steps. It was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And, <laughs> and I was just super entertained by you were, I a hundred percent agree. You never took your eyes off him. You, if anything else could have been happening around you and you would have had no idea, it was pretty interesting. And I got a chance to get to know you a little bit later that day and over time. And yeah, it was it was pretty interesting how much, how focused you were and how nervous you were. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not really sure. I just, I think I'm, I'm a, no, I'm a hyper person anyway. I'm always on the move. And I think that I thought pacing or whatever moving around would help. Mm -hmm. Um, It would help me, but it didn't really, even when he turned pro, I would go stand by myself in stadiums and just pace back and forth, just watching, 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 watching. You know, yeah. I, I don't know if I just, I became comfortable with that. And I thought that helped me oh, keep my heart from jumping out of my chest or something. <laughs> but um, right. I guess that was just my way of, of coping with it. But man, I, I honestly can tell you, I, I knew every time he went down, even the the race in Anaheim this year and everybody was like I don't know what Kawasaki rider dude I knew mm-hmm. it was him I just I knew it and I was way up in the stands but I just knew that was him so I don't know since he's been pro have you made every race or have you, I feel like you've missed a few yeah I've made um like I I hardly ever missed a race until COVID hit. I never missed a race until COVID hit and then there was a time when they didn't let, um, like spectators in. Right. Right. And they only had so many passes and man, that was that first race when he raced in Salt Lake city. Oh my gosh. And I had to watch it on TV. That was hor- That was horrible for me because I wasn't there and I couldn't, <laughs> they, they didn't show him all the time. And man, that was crazy. But, um, so I've, I've missed a few races. Um, 
that year and I miss my granddaughter's first birthday party. Oh. And I think outside of that, I think I've met, I've made every single one she's ever been in. Okay. So. Yeah, I was going to ask if it was more difficult being at home and you answer that. So I, I, I would oh, think. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, going back, once he got into riding and he starts racing, do you remember the moment or a moment when you thought, oh, this is going to be more than just a hobby? Um, yeah, you know, I think, um, he, obviously I, he wasn't very good when he was little, like, um, he, we went to Loretta's, but he hardly ever got even in the top 10, you know, but one year when he got on 85s, we had just picked up a stock bike and that was all that he had because his other one was not running good. Mm -hmm. And we had just picked it up a couple days before we went to Loretta's and he won both. I think he was 11 in the 9 to 11 class, and he won both the stock and the mod um, 85 class on that stock bike. And that was my first realization that, man, he's might be going somewhere with this because that was an incredible feat to win both classes and both of them and on a stock bike. And that was just almost unbelievable. So I think that was probably my realization that, he has some talent and he might be headed for big things. And how did that, how did that make you feel? Do you remember? Um, you know, I, and, and you know, another time I, this just made me think of another time. I, I thought that he was really was the first monster cup mm -hmm. and he like won all three races. And it was like a huge deal because you got invited to it. And so I think that was another time that I was like, wow, he can even do it under the lights with all these people watching, you know? So, um, you know, I was, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how I, I was, I was excited for him because, you know, every little kid, I mean, he used to tell me all the time, I want to be a professional motorcycle racer. And, um, you know, I'd be like one in a million make it, but Hey, it could be you. And, um, so I guess I was excited for his dreams and goals and everything. He, every parent wants their kids to be successful and to be happy and to make their dreams come true. So I guess, you know, I was excited for that, but then I was, um, a little bit nervous too, <laughs> not knowing what the future held. Sure. So. Any mom, any parent would be, um, did he play any other sports? Did he ever try anything else? Um, no, he played in, in junior high and fifth and sixth grade in junior high at the school that I taught at where he went to school. He played basketball and oh my gosh, he was so good. He, <laughs> he was so athletic as a kid. Like we would have track and field day and he would, outrun the big kids and he'd be in like second grade like he was so quick and fast and just athletic but no he never really once he started riding motorcycles he never really wanted to do anything else either so um i think that was just where his heart was yeah i, I like to ask this of the moms like what and you said he, he kind of he was on horses early on so, what was his personality like as a young, really, you know, young kid before motorcycles, post motorcycles? Did it change any? Um, no, I mean, he was shy. 
he was shy and quiet as a as a little kid. Like he didn't like to be called out for anything. He didn't like to be in trouble. <laughs> like he was he was always happy, but he he was competitive. Like if we would play board games or something, he didn't like to lose. So um but he liked everything, I think, fast and loud. Like when he was little, he loved monster truck races and uh, car races. Oh, my goodness. We went to lots of car races. And I guess he just liked everything fast and loud. And and he never liked school, for sure. So, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, But he wasn't really outgoing or anything. I don't I don't remember his teachers. Um like, like they said, the kids wanted him to be the leader, but he would have, he would rather be a follower. So I don't, I mean, obviously he can do, um, he can do really good interviews and things like that, but I don't think that he, I mean, he, he's really, I guess, came out of his shell or whatever you want to call it with, with motocross as far as. Um, doing podcasts and YouTube videos and interviews and without that without this sport he would have he would have not done any of that I don't think okay so um, yeah but he's still quiet he likes to stay to himself he likes to mind his own business like <laughs> that's just the kind of person I think that he is sure so as his amateur career progressed he eventually gets the team green ride which is a really big deal in the amateur scene especially back then. Uh, how much did that help family wise? Because obviously amateur racing is very expensive and it, they, they provide bikes. It's just a, I would think it was a big help in the program. It, it was huge. Like it, it was huge financially for us because I was a teacher and I made $20,000 a year and you know, Mike was just a farm. I mean, he didn't make that much either. And that, that sport is expensive. I remember going to races and I would see kids that had like six bikes and Austin had one. Yeah. <laughs> so when we got the team green ride, obviously it opened up areas of other sponsorships too, you know, as far as clothing and boots and helmet and goggles and, and it got you noticed by, by others, uh, by other, you know, sponsors too. Mm -hmm. And, um, financially it was a great, and, and also along with that, I think that was the dream and the hope of the family as he got older was that, and, and to be approached by one of the longest, most knowledgeable sponsors in Team Green out there that had won lots and lots of titles was definitely the ultimate. I think it was the, definitely the dream came true. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. But along with that dream coming true, sometimes with those teams, there's a lot of added pressure. Did you feel that for him? Do you think he felt that? Um, for sure. You know, I think, I think, um, there was more pressure because then, it, then it becomes a job instead of just a fun family amateur weekend out riding motorcycles with your friends. You know, it's, and, and I think I knew as a, I knew that the, that he would have to leave. Oh man, this gets hard. <laughs> I knew he would have to leave home and, um, go somewhere and train. And, um, 
I think that was the hardest part for me because we had all, we had always been really, really close, really. Like his sister's 14 years older than him. Mm. So by the time he was four years old, she was off to college. And so it was just me and him. You know, we jumped on the trampoline. We rode bicycles. We took walks. We played baseball in the front yard. He went to school with me every day. Like we were, he, he said in an interview once that he was a mama's boy. And uh, I would have to agree with that, you know, when he was younger. So um, him packing up and leaving home at 16 was yeah, that was kind of a hard thing for me. That's probably the hardest thing that that in his career, um, other than a few of the injuries that I've had to deal with, because I don't know. I just, yeah, I guess kids go away to college at 18, but, um, you know, it was, I think it was just different. Yeah. So, well, 16 um, to 18 is a big, big difference. It's a big gap. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that would so. be that would be very very difficult. I can't I cannot imagine that. That would be tough. Um, well, let's ask this: Did you ever feel because he was so dedicated? Because motor, motocross takes so much dedication. Do you did you ever feel like he was missing out on any other childhood experiences? Whether it just be friends, you know, going to the roller skating rink, or did he get to have a lot of fun outside of moto? Um. Yeah, you know, he, he, most of his friends, I mean, he had a few friends at school, but most of his friends were the kids that we saw every weekend at the races. And, you know, he got invited to their birthday parties. They came home with us sometimes. He went and spent the night with them. They had, um, they went, I, I'd pick them up and we'd go to skate parks all over everywhere. And um, so I think, you know, I don't, I don't think, obviously he missed out on prom and graduation and some things that I, that I, as a mom was kind of sorry that he missed out on. Mm -hmm. But as far as him, I think his friends and the things he got to do, it was just different because it was with moto, our moto family instead of just the kids at school. So I don't think he missed out on anything. Good. That's good. So eventually, obviously, he's very successful towards, especially towards the end of his amateur career. When it's time to go pro, and he signs with Pro Circuit, this is like the next step from Team Green. So once again, massive signing, more pressure, but it's like okay, he's he's making it uh, again. Just kind of, what do you remember about that time period and him signing with Pro Circuit? Oh, obviously, <laughs> we were so proud, and you know, like we we never sent him to a training facility when he was younger or did all the things that some of those people did. And we were just like, we're just out here having fun as a family. And if he makes it, he makes it. And that would be unbelievable. And then when he did make it, I was, you know, so, so proud and, and everything we had worked hard for and sacrificed and especially all that he had done. Um, it was kind of the big payoff. I guess for that. And, um, yeah, I, I, and, and for him to be able to do something at that, Oh, at the, like in that kind of that he just truly enjoyed and loved doing and to do it at a professional level. I mean, how, how much better could it get 
than that. So, um, I, yeah, fulfilling your dreams and doing a career that you love is just awesome. Yes, so. definitely. I, it, I could always say you could be digging ditches like I used to be doing. So yeah, he's, <laughs> he's doing, he's, he's living the dream. Um, rookie season, I believe he got fourth overall, uh, lots of expectations for him, but a very successful fourth in his rookie season. That was fantastic. Was there any, was that any surprise to you? Um, no. And you know, I think I remember them saying, um, his first year, like, let's not, obviously you're not going to win a championship, you know, let's not focus on that. Let's, let's focus on learning the tracks, learning the sport, like getting used to there's there's so much outside of just the riding and the racing you know um let's just deal with everything else and do the best that you can let's get your starts let's get you used to the atmosphere and the daily routine of racing that um i i mean we were we were you know pleasantly surprised but i don't think there was ever a focus on you need to go and do this that first year. Mm -hmm. I think it was just do the best you can get used to everything. And then when we head into the following year, we'll, we'll get things rolling and see if you can't go out there and show them what you got. So, yeah. And as that happened, there were a lot of expectations from Austin, uh, the media, a lot of, you know, the fans all expected him obviously to win championships. And unfortunately, He's had a lot of injuries that are kind of so far have been the story of his career. And I've talked to him about this and obviously he's heartbroken every time he's hurt as a mom, you're probably doubly heartbroken because you feel your kid's pain plus your own pain. How have you dealt with that? And how do you deal with him when he is dealing with almost, I mean, I feel like he has been depressed. He was in some depression these last couple seasons and he's, trying to come out of it so just talk about how you've dealt with it with him well i think um obviously every time he's been injured it's it like you said it's heartbreaking and um it's it's so mentally and physically just yeah i mean i would say he was majorly depressed you know after salt lake city that really bad wreck and it was during covid mm -hmm. um it took him a long time to come around and uh and i i think he saw a sports psychologist i mean it, it's a tough road to haul when you are injured and and you repeatedly be injured and I don't, I like, I don't think people understand, like, it's not just like you get injured, you go to the hospital and you get well, there's so much rehab and so much frustration with having, you know, one arm or one leg. I mean, you just can't even do the normal things for a month or six weeks or whatever. Sure. And it's so frustrating and it's, and rehab's frustrating and, and I guess just staying positive and and keeping him on the right track and i mean obviously we've had the conversation of you know do you want to continue to do this because it's it's been quite a journey for sure and um he always says yes 
And so then it's just getting, you know, my dad used to say, when you get bucked off the horse, get back on. And so then I guess it's just getting right back on and getting back on the motorcycle and getting back out there and doing what you love and figuring it all out. So, yeah. And we talked to him recently and he's, he's ready to go, you know, so he's right back. He's, he's ready to get back on the horse. And I, I know 22 and 23 where he didn't even get to get through the first round either year. Just, just like, it was, it was just gut wrenching. Um, but he seems to be in really good spirits and in a good place. And of course, you know, I'll, I'll jump ahead. I mean, he's engaged about to get married to Riley. And I mean, he's, yeah. he's got positive. I'm so, I'm so excited about that. I think, you know, obviously they've been together a long time and, and, um, they, they have a really, uh, they have a wonderful relationship and she's kind of, um, taken over the, <laughs> the role of, of helping him to stay positive and helping him recover and recuperate from all the injuries and is there for him and, uh, you know, giving him medicine and changing bandages and all those things. Yeah. And so she knows, she knows the whole routine and she's, she's wonderful and, and they're, they're great together. And I'm excited about having a daughter-in-law and, <laughs> and my son yeah. being, in a relationship that, you know, is, has someone else in our support system, you know, for him. Definitely. Yeah. So. Riley's sweet. We, we love Riley. She's great. Yeah. A um, couple more things. So with the low, the life's peaks and valleys, and as we've already talked about, Austin's had a lot of valleys in his career. With that comes the keyboard warriors of our sport that, oh, why, why does he keep doing this? Or, <laughs> You know, he he sucks or whatever, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I always like I ask all the moms this. You know, I'm sure it's painful to see those messages. Do you ever respond? Do you have any thoughts towards those people, or do you just let it go? Well, <laughs> you know, I'm glad you asked me this question. Um, at first, I did. Because people would get on there and say things that they didn't even know. And they'd be like, oh, he's privileged. He should be winning, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, you guys don't even know him. You don't even know where he came from. And and sometimes I would private message people. And then they would be like, oh, oh, I'm sorry, Miss Fortner. I, you're right. I don't know. And I'm so sorry. And I'll take my post down or whatever. Because when you confront people, <laughs> when they sit behind a computer, they don't, they don't care about who they hurt or what they say. And this world we're living in, it's, there is a lot of hateful, angry, unknowledgeable unkind people out there. And so, um, but then as he got older, you know, I, I think after Salt Lake city, honestly, someone put on his post that Riley made, I hope you die. Oh, and after that, I was like, dude, how could someone say that in a sport? And he's laying in a hospital bed with severe internal injuries. Like, how could someone say that? I, don't know. I could never in my wildest dreams imagine that someone could get on there and say something so, so cruel at such a, a you know, time when he was really injured. And I was like, after that, I was like, man, I can't read any more of these because 
I was just, I, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe people can say that stuff, I you know, either. and not yeah. have any remorse about <laughs> anything. So I guess as he's gotten older and he's had more injuries, I just quit reading it. I mm-hmm. look at, you know, I look at the post and I'm like, way to go, son. And I don't ever read what people are saying <laughs> because we know who's our supporters. We know who's on our, in our team and on our, in our family. And those people, they would never say stuff like that. So those people don't mean anything to me. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Let's end this. I've got three more questions and they're all going to be positive. Okay. So these are going to be good. So next up, I want your best memory of Austin as a child does not have to be moto related. Oh gosh. Um, I think a really funny story is that um, one time him and a buddy, we decided to go to Branson, which is kind of a a place where there's a lot of shows and, and go-kart tracks and all kinds of stuff. And we decided to take him in a racing a kid that he raced with Branson and um, we were coming back from, uh, Oh, I think we'd went to an indoor like swimming pool and they were trying to beat us back to the hotel, back to this, the hotel pool. <laughs> and they ran, both of them ran. I think both of them ran through the, um, like they had just laid new tar in the parking lot <laughs> okay. and they slipped and fell and had tar all over <laughs> their bathing suits and all over them and oh my gosh it's the funniest thing i mean i know it says you'd had to have been there but yeah. it was hilarious because uh, i couldn't even believe it they just took off running and ran right through it and that was really funny but you know i have so many memories his first win at the minios on the podium oh my gosh the smile on his face you will never i will never ever forget that and his first win as um at Loretta's his first win as a pro the year he had the red plate I mean there's there's hundreds of memories and so many memories from the sport of motocross so I I, there's just a lot and I'm so thankful that I've been able to be a part of all that so what are you most proud of Austin for oh well Um, I think I'm most proud of his mental capacity to overcome, to overcome injuries, to overcome um, just everything that's been thrown his way. And, you know, as a parent, nobody prepared me for a, a child to enter the realm of professional sports and it is a whole different world there that I had no idea what even it was all about until Austin got into it, you know, and I, I had, I, we, we come from a little bitty town in the middle of nowhere and I had no idea like the business aspect of it, the sponsorship things, the just, it's like, it's so, it's such a big road to go down. And 
nobody prepares you for that as a parent or as a child. I mean, we didn't, we didn't know how to prepare Austin. We had no idea. And he, I think has said true to himself. And I, I'm proud of that. I'm proud that he didn't become somebody that the, the media or social media or the sport, you know, wanted him to become. And um, I'm really proud that, that he did that. And I'm obviously so proud that he's never given up and he's persevered through so, so much. I mean, he's, he's been there and came back. And that's, to me, that's just amazing. I'm, I'm so proud of him for, for all of that. And I just, he, he is such a great kid. If you got to know him, he has such a big heart and he is just, he's just a great kid. And, and I'm just proud of who he's become, you know, despite everything that, and, and not to say that life, life throws trials and struggles for every, everybody, but he has really stepped up and became quite a wonderful young man in yeah. my eyes. <laughs> uh, and I, yeah, yeah, I've known him for a number of years now, and I think he's a great kid myself. Uh, good parenting on, from you and Mike. Uh, last question. What do you see for his career, for his future? He's, he'll be back. He's going to be stronger. Uh, you know, we're going to get on a 450 eventually. Where, where do you see his career going? You know, I um, I think I'm going to step out on a limb and say that he's going to get that championship. You know, he every time he comes back, he's still competitive, mm-hmm. even with all the mental and physical, you know, things that have gone on. He still gets out there and he still competes and, and is right up at the top. So... I think, you know, I'm, I'm going to step out there and say that championship is coming. And then I think four fifties, you know, it's obviously such a competitive sport and there is just so many good riders out there, but I don't know. I think God has a plan and a purpose for his life that I, you know, it's, it's been in the making and only God obviously knows what the future holds, but I am sure that he didn't bring him all this way to um, not let him see his dream, you know, a championship dream be fulfilled. So I think he's going to, I think he's going to come back and he's going to maybe not be a surprise, but a lot of people are already saying, you know, like it's going to be impossible for him to win. He's older. Mm -hmm. He's been hurt a lot. But I tell him, you know, impossible is just a word. And you go out there and you show him what you got. And I think he's going to, I think he's going to be great. So fantastic. Well, Julie, it's been a pleasure, first of all, knowing you all these years and your family. And I appreciate you taking some time to do this for us. This has been a lot of fun. It has been. And thank you so much. I, I appreciate you. I appreciate your support of Austin. I appreciate you you just doing the job that you do because it's it's uh sometimes a thankless job and and you get out there and and you're great at it and so um and you have a family and yeah and everything too so thank you so much thank you so much for asking me i try you know i'm not really a very i don't i'm kind of a private person and i i've never i don't 
I'm not one to do interviews and all that kind of stuff. I just don't like it. But this is really great. And I really appreciate you asking me. And I, I want people to know who Austin is. Yep. And I, I want people to know the the story of his journey and the story of my journey as a mom. And uh, what a better way to do it than an interview. So well, yeah. thank you so much. Of course. It means a lot to me that you did it knowing now that you don't really like doing them. So I appreciate it. I knew it'd be a good story. Um, but thank you so much. And yeah, we'll talk to you real soon. Okay. Have a great evening. You too. Thanks, Thanks Joy. Again. All right. Bye-bye.